Welcome to this evening's episode of Dungeon Jedi Master's Theater. Tonight's story is a tale of three individuals simply trying to make their way at the edge of the galaxy. Presenting Vagrant Raiders. We pick up with the three of you uh, inside this warehouse uh, within the city of Galasport on Shashero 5 uh, as you went to pick up a transport full of uh, somewhat mysterious cargo to then deliver to a, a, a rebel faction, if you will, within the uh, system, within the cluster. And uh, once you came into that, uh, you discovered there was somebody else here within the warehouse and they fired upon you. A, a small little conflict happened and uh, seemingly your assailants realized pretty quickly that uh, they're likely outmatched. Um, maybe this was a little bit something more than they were uh, realizing. So Datish, you had, uh, with with the enemies uh, surrendering, uh, Datish you asked uh, to clarify that these people were not actually after you, one gentleman behind the, one figure behind the uh, truck, putting his blaster down uh, and steps forward and says, no, should we talk? So Kel will leave his point of cover during the firefight and uh, say to the group, I think talking sounds like a lot better idea than exchanging blaster fire across this warehouse. Who the hell are you guys? You see the pair, uh, one of them, they, one a little bit younger looking than the other, the younger one in rougher shape, the one in the rougher shape. And uh, the older one steps forward and says, uh, my name's Roy. Uh, this is this is my younger brother, Chop. We're, uh, we're just uh, checking this out. Uh, we, we thought uh, we're, we're, we're a couple of... Uh, Swoop gang members, uh, Minox, if uh, you're familiar. But um, just kind of inspecting the warehouse for anything uh, either the spiders might have, fellow Swoop gang out here, or uh, or just whatever to take back and turn a profit back in Zone Three for ourselves and and uh, you know those within the zone. And you just thought it'd be a good idea. To- fire on my Trandoshan friend here walking into the warehouse unprovoked. Now we're in uh, spider territory, so can't ever be too careful. Do any of us look like spiders to you? Well, sometimes, uh, you know, it's shoot first, ask questions later. I'm a droid. That's a very good, that's, that's a very good point for D. Do the spiders have droids like uh, my partner here? No droid could get that incompetent. Roy, you see Roy just kind of, he definitely looks a little bit, a little bit bewildered, confused, whatever. His brother Chop is is rearing in pain still. And, um, you know, Roy says, listen, I, I heard, I heard, uh, we we saw the the tracker droid come in. Uh, we, we thought we were getting, uh, you know, someone was on to us. We took that out, and then uh, with that, uh, Roy stepped out, said he uh, heard something else, and uh, just assumed out of the shadows, didn't get a good look at whoever it was, and I uh, just figured uh, try and dispatch potential threat. I, uh, you know, I've been behind the truck here and. But hey, once we uh, once we got a good uh, good view of, of uh, you all and, and seeing that yes, you weren't obviously spiders, that's the reason why uh, we we've stood down. Well, also, kind of gestures to his brother and his condition. Yeah, um, sorry about that. Well, like don't said, uh, don't apologize too much, there, Didi. They opened fire on you. What about yourselves? You don't uh, 
they don't look the look much like the locals around here. Absolutely not. We are not locals. Transporting some uh, bikes around, I see. Just a typical cargo run. Speaking of uh, said cargo, you said you were looking for something you could potentially take in turn for a profit. I assume all of our cargo has been uh, left alone. Unfortunately, I didn't get far enough to check. Love inspecting a good, uh, good bike or, or any other device or contraption. But uh, yes. So 4D is up in the truck sort of running through his diagnostic check for the captain. And he sticks his head out again uh, and says, I'm ready to fire her up, Captain. Are we getting out of here or are we hanging around? I think uh, we're all wrapped up here unless Chop and Roy, you guys have uh, anything else you'd like to discuss? Otherwise, you can lift up that door for us on the way out and uh, we'll see you around. Well... Yeah, that could be one way to do this. But uh, listen, we're not we're not here to cause trouble more than we did. Certainly uh, apologize for that. But being uh, not uh, not being locals, uh, not sure. But you know what goes on around here. You're in pretty nasty territory. Spiders, uh, not really one to deal with. And on top of that, you got the lalas to worry about as well. Well, then, that sounds like more reason to get out of here. Captain, why don't we offer them our Colto pack so that they can make it out of this dangerous territory themselves, and maybe we won't tell the spiders about them later. Yes? Well, 4D, to be honest with you, I'm hoping we don't actually run into any spiders to relay such a story. Chop, uh, Roy, are you proposing you might be able to help us navigate our way around this uh, particular area? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, at least, uh, you know, get us a little ways uh, via escort out of zone five, uh, main spider territory here. And if we get over to zone three, where uh, us Minox have most of the uh, rain, from there, it'll be pretty good. Uh, just from there, out to uh, the starport, I'm assuming that's where you're headed. Just have to deal with the lalas from there, which can be uh, just as much of a pain in the neck, but they can be dealt with. I don't believe we're familiar. Lalas. Ah, uh, the uh, legally authorized law authorities. Ah, I see. Cute. They, uh, they're fortunately made up of. Uh, you know, almost some of the same um, criminals that they, they're they sworn to deal with. So you can imagine uh, the trouble it is to run into them. But uh, given some uh, past history, they aren't uh, necessarily the biggest fans of, of us Minox. Captain, you take us to such interesting places. I like to keep things interesting for you, 4D. More stories for you to uh, to tell. If someone could get that door, and he fires up the, uh, the speeder truck. Uh, Dedish will start to walk over to uh, chop on the ground and offer a, offer a clawed hand to help him up. Sorry about shooting you, but you shot me first, so... He winces, but uh, accepts the help and uh, stands up and just kind of gives you a nod. This is, uh, is nothing personal. Looking out for yourselves. I gotcha. But what are you thinking, Cal? Well, I definitely don't know this area at all. If Chop and Roy can help us navigate and avoid these uh, spiders and Lala, that sounds like a good plan to me and uh with that kel will kind of walk over towards the door i don't know if there's any kind of uh keypad or something on it to actually open it or if it's like a manual lift up door and uh 
we'll start to open that door and uh, kind of relay back to Chop and Roy and say, well, I hope you guys know the way. Go ahead and get in the speeder with 4D and uh, start telling them how to head out of here. So Roy, Roy steps forward, gives you a nod and says, um, it's going to be a tight fit up front in that cab. And I don't think uh, one of you want to ride in the back there. So I've got uh, room on one of our bikes if you want. We'll rendezvous over in zone three, make a quick pit stop, and then uh, help you out on the rest of your way. Uh, best, uh, best route uh, towards the uh, starport. You know this area better than we do, so take your word for it. Didish will, again, sling their bowcaster fully back on their shoulder and say, if you two want to go in the truck, I can meet you. I can meet you when we rendezvous. Keep a lookout beforehand. That sounds like a good idea. Keep uh, keep an eye on them, as uh, Cal kind of says to Datish, low enough that uh, Chop and Roy can't hear. Um, Cole then a little bit louder will say, "All right, we'll meet. Uh, we'll rendezvous back at Zone Three, and we'll head to the spaceport from there." And Cal climbs up into the uh, driver's side door of the uh, the transport and says, "Want to slide over there, 4D? Leave the uh, driving to me." Unless you've picked up some new skills. No, sir. I'm not authorized to drive in the legally authorized area where the spiders live. Detroit slides over. With that, uh, Kel reached down and pushed the ignition button on the uh, the console of the uh, speeder to fire it up and uh, start heading out of the warehouse. The With a, a steady hum, the transport comes to life. Uh, and lifts off from the surface, uh, and uh, you can, with a slight urge to urge forward, uh, lurch forward with its power behind it now uh, in its idle state. Dadesh, uh, Roy, and Shop uh, take you uh, out and around behind the warehouse uh, where they had their swoop bikes stashed, uh, where they originally parked before coming into the and uh, entering the warehouse. Roy. Uh, pats the seat behind uh, him uh, to allow you to climb on and and join him as uh, they start their swoop bikes with uh, a loud roar as well. Wait for the truck to pull out of the warehouse and then uh, begin to lead the way. Well, 4D, if they don't see us coming, they sure as hell hear those swoop bikes coming a couple uh, parsecs away. As the swoop bikes begin to pull away uh, with the transport behind it, uh, Datish, you when you climb aboard that behind Roy, you immediately notice that. Um, I, I mean, initially these look, you know, like your your normal type of bike, but uh, the one that Roy is on is is definitely modified, quite significantly so. Uh, Forty, you pick up on this as well, even from the distance in the in the transport, uh, looking through the cab. And just kind of riding on, on some of the things he said earlier, uh, you can tell that he he definitely has some knowledge around uh, these these mechanical you know devices and whatnot, and uh, it certainly shows. Captain, the swoops the gang members are riding are especially well tuned, perhaps modified to almost impressive heights. Do we know much about these Minox? You might have heard or know that the uh, Minox are a little bit more, f- are, are pretty favorable within their zone, at least, by the other citizens within the zone. Um, you know, they offer, they offer some levels of protection and, and other things like that. So the, the citizens within the zone, you know, definitely don't, they're not perceived as, as like a, you know, evil type gang or something like that. The spiders would be a little bit uh, more opposite of that. They're a little bit more ruthless, perhaps, and reckless. So does the Minox have sort of a uh, good old boys done good kind of watching out for the locals kind of vibe to them? Yeah, yeah, maybe a little Robin Hood-esque as well, yeah. You know, they, yeah, what their their means are to gain their their benefits and whatnot back into their their own gang in their zone, you know, or 
do you want potentially me to, uh, definitely questionable, but Well four D, I'm not too familiar with uh, the Minox or the spiders to be honest. I just assume they're your typical run of the mill gangs that have tried to stake out a territory and scrape by. I see. Let me check. Oh yes. They're actually quite uh I wouldn't say celebrated, but at least favored within their zone. The spiders, on the other hand, everything you would expect from a gang, sir. Well, then I guess it's our lucky day. There was a Minox that decided to try to steal our cargo instead of the spiders. What do you think they were doing here, sir? Well, if I take them at their word, it sounds like they were looking to raid a spider warehouse, potentially steal some of their goods and sell them themselves. Unfortunately, looks like they picked the uh, wrong warehouse that didn't have sp spider goods in it. Assuming Yerxus is uh, on the up and up with us, and this is actually his stuff. Just at this time, coincidentally, uh, you get a ping on your communicator. Ah, speaking of, this is Kel. You hear the voice of Oris. Uh, his, one of his cronies on the other end. This is, uh... Just checking in if you, uh, you've caught up to the goods and, and are on your way. Uh, also, forgot to mention, Yurkus put a, uh, put a toll passage, if you will, within the storage compartment there in the cab of the transport. Let's make sure uh, you guys get into that starport uh, without any hassle. Much of this uh, delivery rides on him as much does you. And that's it. He just, uh, that the communication ends. Oris never was one for chit-chat. So 4D will, uh, pop open the compartment in the speeder and take a look. You check a few of them around you, and, um, in a, a middle console uh, between you and Cal is a, uh, little kind of envelope uh, pouch and uh, inside you find 2,500 credits and a note that says Y, the letter Y, thanks you. Well, if we play our cards right, can avoid having to actually use this for paying the toll, as Oris put it. It's a few extra credits for us, 4D. Brilliant, Captain. Brilliant. The trip uh, surprisingly is uneventful out of zone 5. Uh, it seems that Roy and Shop are able to take you through enough avoidable passageways and whatnot to not draw any attention from, from really anybody, uh, spiders or otherwise. Daydash, there's a couple times where Roy seems to, you know, try and, and have some uh, chit chat, some small talk, but it's so loud and windy that it's it's pretty tough to hear, and it just mostly is mumbles, and you know, he just kind of shrugs it off. But eventually, you guys do arrive. Uh, you pull into a a similar you know building warehouse uh, where you just came from. Uh, they arrive. Chop, the younger of the two, uh, still kind of struggling with some of his wounds and whatnot, but he uh, pulls up his wrist to his uh, mouth and mutters something you see, and then a large bay door opens up, allowing you uh, entry. Uh, as you pull inside, you see uh, a group of other swoop bikes and a few other uh, individuals there as uh, you come in. Chop and Roy uh, go and park their bikes and uh, kind of direct, uh, Cal direct you to, to park your vehicle uh, over on the side uh, for the time being. A few other of the assumed gang members come over. Uh, one of them, a, a female wearing dark sunglasses, long hair with half of her head shaved down. Uh, so the hair kind of swoops over to the side. She comes over and looks at the uh, pair of uh, fellow Minox and says, Roy, I thought that if you were going to come out and uh, run with Chop again, that things like this weren't going to happen. What in the snag happened to you? Didish will um, hop off hop off Roy's bike and kind of stretch and kind of give themselves a little shudder to brush off the wind chill from the swoop bike. 
and then just kind of starts getting a lay of the, the whole room and actually starts walking up to Roy as they're as she's kind of laying into them. And she uh, continues and, and just says, "And I see you've uh, you've brought some company, huh?" Hello. It's a long story. And kind of just like brushes a hand in the air. The female only turns her eyes to you, Daydash, uh, giving a quick, you know, glance up and down, but keeping her then going right back her attention to the other two, uh, expectantly waiting a response. And um, not shortly after, Roy does chime in and says, well, we we were checking out that... Uh, that cargo supply over in five and uh we thought the spiders came in and caught on to us but uh turned out to be these folks uh just a fortunate uh, wrong place wrong time and uh just got caught up in things so that's kind of where we're at uh that's that's the uh, well that's what happened here as he gestures to uh chop who's uh you know still rying in pain the female turns back to a couple other the individuals and makes a gesture and whatnot, and they come forward and chop, go get yourself cleaned up. And uh, then she turns to you, Data, and says, uh, "My name is Quace. You are Dadesh." Holds out a hand to shake. She extends hers as well and reciprocates. I'm uh, I'm the leader of of the Minox here, if you will. It's not uh, too often we get uh, visitors here inside, but uh seems under certain circumstances that uh, can be allowed. And Roy kind of cuts in and says, well, these folks need to get uh, their cargo back to the starport and uh, figured we could help them out, make sure they've got a smooth path along the way. Figured they'd uh, be able to provide a little kickback for the escort. And there it is. We'll have to talk to the captain for that. See Roy kind of avoiding eye contact with you. Don't get ahead of yourself. Kel and uh, Forty, you definitely had time to kind of exit and come over at the tail end of this conversation as well. Kel and Forty get out of the speeder and start heading towards the group. Kel just mentioned to Forty, keep your sensors scanning the the area here. I'm still not 100% sure I... Trust these guys. Interesting, sir. I'm 100% sure I don't trust these guys. How many uh, people, Todd, are sort of obvious in this room? Is it just just really the pair of them? And There are, that- so the two, you have the female figure and then Roy, um, so Quace, that you haven't been introduced to yet. But um, Quace, Roy, and then there's uh, two or three in the background, um, just kind of, you know, look like they're working on on various bikes or, or whatever. But mostly you saw that um, chap and then uh, one of the other individuals that came to, to his aid uh, did wander and went through a doorway into another area of the building. So it's very much kind of a, a garage type uh, room right now. So 4D will kind of shadow along behind Kel as he walks towards the group. And then once he engages in conversation, 4D will just sort of wander over towards that door that goes into the other room and sort of check things out very um, droid inconspicuously. So you begin to kind of step, uh, you know, out of the way and Quace immediately uh, just kind of puts up a hand and says, uh, it, uh, drawing attention or calling attention Addressing you, Cal, says, uh, would you mind uh, pulling the leash on your droid friend here? Yeah, you'll have to uh, excuse him. Uh, 40's never met anything, actually. He didn't want to further investigate. It's just he calls it his core programming. We kind of call it a bit of a flaw. But and with that, Cal will, uh, hey, uh, 4D, why don't you uh, come back over here and uh, Maybe our new friends will take you on a tour if you really want to uh, check things out. Oh, yes, sir. I love a good tour. With that, Kel will uh, turn back to her and say, see what I mean? Kind of just shrug and shake his head. She uh, looks at you and uh, she says, uh, well, I've, I've met your, uh, 
scaly friend here. Assume who is with you. Uh, yourself? Name's uh, Kel Vanix. And yourself? Quace. Quace? Good to meet you. You as well. This is uh, 4D. And like you mentioned, you've already met uh, Daydash here. So, uh, sounds like you've got got delivery to make and could use some help getting uh, back to the starport. Yeah. Or, uh, you think you handle that on your own? Well, Roy here mentioned uh, knowing their way around the territory to be able to avoid uh, the spiders and the lala, which is always preferred. Don't want uh, any unnecessary interruptions to delay us from getting this cargo off world. Well, uh, shouldn't have too much trouble with the uh, spiders in these parts. We generally stick to our own uh, territories, at least in larger groups, um, you know, outside of, uh, you know, situation that you came upon today. But um, the Lala's, yes. Uh, definitely another group that's a thorn in everyone's side around here. Uh, one of the big reasons that a lot of these gangs seem to pop up to try and, you know, create their own sense of law and order, if you will, amongst ourselves, uh, is they're, they're definitely uh, quite corrupt themselves. But if, uh, if you're looking for some assistance to get through uh, to the starport, we certainly can help. It should be mostly smooth sailing out of Zone 3 and then uh, just heading through the you know, wealthy districts leading up to the starport. Unfortunately, you know, those, those passages can, can certainly be quite patrolled given they are kind of the main uh, through fares for traffic up to the port. And what's the finder's fee on getting us there? Well, I'll leave the bidding up to you. What's it worth getting there intact? Just kind of cocks an eyebrow looking at Cal. Well, speaking of getting back intact, I suppose the fact that we're able to get... Uh, Roy and Chop here back, no more wounded than they really were, should uh, count for something. You see her as she's, as you're trying to give this argument, at first she's just, well, you can't see behind her sunglasses, but the rest of her face, kind of her lip, just uh, smirks up like that, that really wasn't a feat at all. But for some reason, uh, you know, as you kind of finish your thoughts, she relaxes a little bit and says, I suppose, uh, I suppose things could have gone a different way. And, uh, yeah, you were able, you, you were willing to allow them to come back. And, uh, Roy kind of chimes in and, and says, yes, I definitely very diplomatic. This group, um, things, uh, as you said, could have been much worse. Uh, so I suppose we, uh, we owe them some bit of gratitude for that. Hey, we'd like to avoid a firefight just as much as you would. And she uh, chimes in and says, and we would like to avoid that with uh, any of the authorities. So, as I said, we can offer you some information on potential best routes out of here. We can also provide an escort that may help. But, of course, the escort, you know, needs to come with uh, something to make it worthwhile for us. Uh, of course, and I can... Certainly appreciate Roy and Chop trying to make a somewhat honest buck. I guess if you're stealing from spiders, who's to really complain except the spiders? And in the interest of uh, perhaps a new friendship here, in case we ever cross paths again back here in uh, Gallusport, could offer a thousand credits for a uh, escort safely from here to the spaceport. She looks at you, and you can tell right away that uh, your offer is very enticing. And uh, she immediately says, uh, yes, I think uh, that would do, would work very well. Roy says, uh, well, I, I, will, uh, I will gladly uh, handle this kind of part of our mess as it is. So Roy wanders off. Quace uh, looks at you all and says, in addition to Roy, send uh, one other rider with you. Knowing Chap, I bet he's uh, patched up and uh, 
will want to come along. They're two of our best uh, riders uh, we have. They they definitely know these uh, these streets as good, if not better, than anyone. I see that uh, it's a tight fit there in your transport. Can also offer offer one of you uh, your own bike to get through if you need. Uh, it definitely help to uh, stay nimble and through the rest of the city if you like. Dennis will put a hand up and be like, that would be mighty appreciated. <laughs> I'd rather not be riding on top of the transport all the way to the spaceport. No, that, uh, that wouldn't be, be ideal, she says. And, and if, uh, if the Lala's or anyone else do show up, you're not going to do much good uh, locked inside the back either anyway, so. Well, Dadesh, I suppose after riding on the back with Roy to get here, you uh, would have no complaints on taking a swoop bike out on your own? Oh, please. I've been waiting for another chance to ride one of these. Well, it's, uh, it's all yours then, uh, 40, and I'll take the transport once again. They'll give a little faux salute in thanks. Just giving you a little smile. Although as much fun as it would be to see 4D attempt to maneuver one of these swoop bikes around town, that'll have to wait for uh, another time. A few more moments go by as uh, you kind of just hang out there in the warehouse and um, a pair of individuals come out from the side room uh, back into the warehouse and you see Roy and uh, Chap as uh, expected, who is, you know, has a slight uh, limp just from his uh, existing wounds, but he, he's bandaged up and you can see in his face just this determination to to carry out this task uh, to help you guys out. And, and you know that you can see that Roy, he just must know that his uh, brother must be stubborn and whatnot and is not going to. You know, he's, he's, he's going to put up a fight to, to go and do this no matter what. Quace addresses them and, and says, um, I've offered a bike to Daydash. She gestures to you to ride uh, alongside you to escort the transport just to ensure, ensure the best uh, success in the, uh, in the delivery. And Roy uh, nods and says, uh, yes, that would be good. Uh, he turns to you, Daydash, says... Yeah, you can handle one of these, all right? As long as you haven't modded it into oblivion. Oh, no. No, nothing around here is as is, uh, souped up, and he slaps the, side, the seat of, of his bike. It's souped up his uh, old best here. You got to have a special touch on these, uh, these handlebars to handle this girl. Well, if it's quick enough, I don't care. Let's get this done with then. Kel seeing uh, Chop sort of still beat up, kind of just walk over towards him and uh, give him maybe a little bit harder of a slap than needed to be on his uh, his back shoulder and just say, uh, you sure you're uh, ready to get back out there, kid? After a little bit of a, you know, wince from the the slap, and he he returns the the gaze and you can see that continued determination is his... uh, Absolutely. This ain't going to be any problem. It's what we Minox do. Fall off saddle, got to get back up and go again. It's a good attitude to have, Chop. Let's uh, get these crates and this transport to the uh, spaceport and see if you can earn yourself some credits. Roy turns to you, 4D. says, uh, I've noticed a little bit of a interest in the bike here, and uh, you certainly, you mentioned the tour, unfortunately we can't uh, handle that, but uh, you yourself, one that gets into the uh, mechanical and, and technological uh, musings? I've overhauled a few repulsor craft occasionally, here and there. Well, if we had more time, I'd love to take you to my shop and show you my projects I'm working on, but maybe another time. You know, something like... Uh, like my popper here, and he pulls up this this double-barreled weapon he shows off, and you can see it's some kind of meta- modified weaponry and whatnot. You know, actually, as a parting gift, here. And he uh, rummages into uh, one of his, you know, kind of saddlebags, if you will, on the uh, swoop bike and pulls out this 
Uh, kind of looks like almost like a poncho, and uh, it's got a little bit. You see a little bit of a a mesh build into it. This is uh, something I've been working on, um, but uh, it's pretty pretty cool device. Stun cloak. And he hands that over towards the group. Very interesting. Four D will very enthusiastically uh, snatch it out of his hands and begin looking it over. So you can, as you begin to look this over, you can see the the components that do stand out pretty obviously. You know, it's definitely covered by some sort of a mesh um, on the external side of it. On the inside, on the back, there's a a little bit of a belt that has some sort of a power pack device to it. And um, the inside otherwise is insulated and whatnot. Uh, But as you kind of scan it over, uh, Roy cuts in, seeming that you either just don't really know what it does or he just you know wants to to share uh you can tell that he's excited about this this device that he's kind of hooked up so so uh you know throw this over yourself and uh if you ever get somebody it uh, gets a little too up close and personal you just uh, activate that and i'll send out a stunning shock back on them it's uh pretty handy in a in a fight uh, maybe 4D, I don't know if uh, being so close to those circuits would be a good idea, but uh, it kind of looks to the other two, Dadesh and Calluses. You know, either of you, if you uh, ever find yourselves up close, personal with somebody, could come in handy. Am I to understand that you've taken a flux serger and cross-transverted it with a couple of <laughs> coil rings and a monomolecular stabilizer? He he looks at you, Roy looks at you as you're you're just spouting this stuff off, and he just kind of he looks like he's about to say something else, and he just he just doesn't, and he says, "Yeah, something like that, Forty, something like that." Anyway, we should uh, should probably get going um, before it gets uh, too late in the afternoon here, and then he proceeds to. Uh, lay out your path through zone three towards the uh, adjoining wealthy districts uh, outside of the starport and then to your main uh, your main routes through there. As long as we stick to this, uh, we should be fine. Uh, the Lala's will be out, but uh, they generally don't cause too much trouble. So don't look like you're causing trouble and we should be fine. Any certain hotspots we should be looking out for? Nope, that's uh, that's what uh, me and Chop are here for, is to avoid those hot spots. Fair enough, fair enough. Hope you know where you're going. Oh, I know where we're going. Just a matter of how easy it is to get there. Shall we? Lead the way. All right, so uh, Cal and Forty pile up into your transport, uh, sealed up, ready to go. Uh, Data, you're shown to one of your... Uh, to one of the swoop bikes that you can uh, hop on and pilot as uh, Roy and Chop get onto their respective bikes as well, uh, igniting those into a a loud whining roar, pulling out of the warehouse, uh, heading towards the wealthy district first, then to the starport. So getting out of uh, going through zone three goes pretty smoothly. Uh, There's not really any issues there. Follow along, Chop and Roy. Daydash probably hanging back, uh, tagging along behind the truck, the transport there. And, uh, you know, everything goes smoothly. Don't really draw any eyes or whatnot. And you you get to that uh, zone uh, border and begin to head into the uh, wealthy section of uh, Gallusport here. Traffic picks up a little bit more. Uh, there is this main through affair. That uh, all the traffic, especially going towards that starport, goes through to allow separation from the, you know, the the lavish homes and and, uh, residences and uh, businesses and whatnot in this portion of the city. Captain, clearly you're planning to not use all the funds from Mr. Y and give some of the funds to these gentlemen, keeping the rest for yourself. That is the plan, yes? Absolutely. You've uh, you've been around me long enough to know by now, 4D, any extra credits we can scrape together, we're going to do so. However, sir, how are we going to avoid the 
intended use of these funds at this point. Well, if we can avoid having to pay off any uh, any bribes with this pouch full of credits, then we'll be in good shape. It doesn't seem practical that we would be able to avoid them with this kind of... He sort of points at the smooth bikes. Obvious individuals, sir? Well, if uh, Chop and Roy know their way around as well as they claim to, I think we'll be all right. Plus, you know me, I've talked my way out of uh, plenty of situations. No reason we can't do it again and keep these credits. Oh, so the plan is for you to talk your way out of it, sir. If I have to, it sure beats giving up these credits. Well, that changes the odds slightly. I'm not even going to ask which direction. It's probably best, sir. That's probably for the best. Before you in the transport, as you see Chop and Roy ahead of you uh, leading the way, uh, you see above, uh, before them, uh, two speeder vehicles uh, seem to be somewhat of a blockade uh, with uh, a group of individuals uh, wearing a loose uniform, uh, putting their hands out, telling the supers to uh, slow down and, and come to a stop. Eventually, uh, you will pull up behind them as well as you, you know, you're not that far behind them anyway, uh, but you pull up to them. You can see that the, these officers or whoever they are, uh, are, are talking to Chop and Roy. There's definitely a, it's not super heated, but there's certainly an exchange going on. Having slowed their speeder as the truck in front of them has, again, slowed down, Deadish kind of cranes their neck around to look at the exchange. And as they settle themselves back into the seat of the swoop bike, they kind of mutter to themselves. I've got a bad feeling about this. Kel's going to turn and look at uh, 4D, just sort of shake his head and say, you just had to start talking, didn't you, 4D? We were well on our way, no problems, and then you have to start going on about complications, problems, and here we are. I don't want to say it's your fault, but it's feeling a little bit like your fault. Sir, I understand you're under a lot of stress right now, but considering that our employer gave you 2,500 credits to use for such an occasion means that we'll have at least one, if not three of these encounters before we reach the starport. Best odds. Well, I don't think we have enough credits left for three. Let's hope it's uh, enough for one. There's uh, some further conversation uh, between these officers and Chop and Roy and now hand gestures are showing up, pointing towards the transport behind them, coming from the officers. Chop and Roy are kind of shrugging and, and giving a, like, I don't know, you know, just a, a random vehicle gesture and whatnot. Two of the officers, you know, kind of draw weapons, uh, point them down, just pointing on the ground, but have their weapons drawn and, and are just holding a hand out to Chop and Roy, while a third officer uh, heads towards the vehicle. Uh, comes up to the driver's side to you, Cal, and uh, raps on the window a couple times, getting your attention. With the rap on the uh, window there, Cal's going to take one last look over with his eyes to the right, just look at uh, 40 and just kind of shake his head and sigh and turn back towards the uh, uniformed individual on the, at, the, at the window. Well, hello there. How can I help you? Are you traveling with these, uh, these thugs up here? Traveling with them or behind them? <laughs> Just behind them, not with them. Now you got a third one behind you. Well, there's it's three of them. Yeah, they don't seem Kill. to uh, often, you know, ride ride that way. They're usually together, so. Seems a bit of like an escort here, and is uh these swoopers up to no good? What what you hauling there? Whoa, that just a bunch of speed of parts, nothing special. Well then, uh, I think uh, you won't mind if we take a look at nothing special. 
you see as he's saying this, he's gesturing to his other counterparts and, and another individual walks towards uh, the vehicle. With that, uh, Kel's going to reach over um, to the pouch of credits that uh, is left, I guess be 1,500 credits, is going to uh, pull out uh, 1,000 credits of it and say, well, I don't think there's anything back there you need to investigate. I think the only thing you need to see is right here in my hand. He's going to stick his hand out with the, uh, with the credits. You see the officer uh, look up and look towards your hand and see uh, the glimmer of something in there. And uh, says, oh, okay, yes, that's... Takes it and uh, thumbs through it real quick. Yeah, it seems that everything's on the up and up uh, after all. Kind of throws a gesture towards the the other individual coming forward, like uh, to, to just back off. You know, things are all good. Just uh, listen. You watch out for these swoopers. They, uh, they're a lot of trouble. I'd, uh, I'd get around them, get away from them if you can. Just gives you a nod. And then uh, heads back to, goes to behind to the back of the truck. Comes up to you, Dee Dee. Says, excuse me, where are you coming from? Um, Spassport in purposely stilted basic. You coming from or going? Because uh, you're going to the spaceport. Where are you coming from? Spaceport. <laughs> Something wrong with you? Eh, Criffit, I'm with them. The bribe carries over. Now can we go? So he looks at you and looks towards the uh, vehicle up front in front of you and says, uh, All right, well, swoops, uh, swoops aren't the best mode of transportation around these parts, so... Stay close to your, your fellows and move along. I'll keep it in mind. He turns and uh, heads back up, passing the transport back up to the other officers. You see them still kind of giving a lot of, a lot of gruff to, the, to Chop and Roy. Kel will start to move the uh, speeder forward, or I guess, or turn the engine back on. I don't know if we turn the engine off or not. And... Uh, sort of uh, just yell out the window. If you don't mind, can these boys show us the rest of the way to the spaceport? The officers uh, look back at you. One of them kind of calls back, says, uh, you'd be lucky to get there. It'll probably take you right down some alley and shoot your blind, steal your cargo. Well, I sure hope you're wrong about that. I'm quite partial to staying alive. There's uh, some, some further conversation you see amongst the group, and then uh, eventually just uh, a couple of gestures from some of the officers to, you know, move along, get out of the way. Uh, seems that they're, you know, there's just nothing they're going to find here. And uh, they then gesture you all to move along, keeping uh, some trained eyes on the swoop bikes as they, they move along. Will 4D, any more uh, predictions? You want to make before uh, we get to the spaceport? We've got five hundred yes, credits left. That's what I was going to ask, Captain. How much did you have left? Five hundred credits. That means this is going to cost us five hundred credits by the time we reach the spaceport. I predict you're going to try to talk your way out of that one as well. Well, let's hope you're uh, one for two this time around. Now, on the contrary, Captain, if you're willing to spend that 500 credits on parts that I need, I'll happily paralyze our compatriots when we get to the destination, and we cannot pay them. Oh, Roy and Chop, you're going to knock them out and we're not going to pay? Yes, sir. As entertaining as it might be to observe you uh, attempting to paralyze both Roy and Chop. Uh, I'd prefer maybe to have allies here in uh, Gallusport in case we need to come back around. Fortunate for you, sir. I don't get paid on these missions, so you can take the 500 credits out of my cut. Well, we'll uh, put these credits right back into the ship, if anything. Got to keep... Uh, 
got to keep her flying true, especially if we complete this job and get Yerxis off our back, be free and clear, do whatever we want, take our own jobs, take our own time. You eventually get uh, just to the outside entrance of the starport and Roy and Chop kind of flag you down to, to pull off quick. Uh, seemingly as they're going to depart, uh, as the rest of the way is for you to enter in, you know, in through the entrance checkpoints and whatnot. Uh, Roy pulls up alongside, leaning, uh, leaning on his handlebars. It's all you from here, through checkpoint, starboard, and, you know, wherever you're going from here. Had quite the tongue back there with those lalas. Well, uh, to be honest, I was, uh, was expecting to not run into any, but uh, I guess, guess it just wasn't in the cards today. Yeah, it's tough not to. They're they're always out and about. Well, we we made it this far. Cargo intact. Could have gone. Uh, Could have gone a lot worse than it did. I'm sure. I'd uh, I'd say you and the your brother earned uh, earned your share of the credits, and I'll take the uh, take the thousand credits he promised them and toss them over takes those put them into a little pocket on his jacket with a nod says uh appreciate it very much this will so do a lot of good for us inside and outside of the minox glad to hear it uh maybe next time we're in gallusport you can give uh old 4d here that tour you guys can talk about the molecular rings and transponder fluxes and whatnot this gives a chuckle as he looks over, he says, uh, absolutely. With that, uh, he gives you another nod and uh, a nod over to his brother, and uh, they head off. Daydash, uh giving you a farewell also, and uh, tell you that uh, just to leave the bike, you know, at, uh, at your docking port, it'll get picked up by somebody. It's not, uh, not least of their worries about it. Uh, Kind of stuff happens all the time, and sometimes it's good to leave uh, some things laying around like that. I got you covered. Don't worry. And give, gives the same kind of faux salute that she that um they gave Kel before. Safe travels back. Safe travels. And they uh, speed off in a roar uh, back through their main passage before eventually. Uh, it seems that without the transport uh, in tow cutting through some side passages and whatnot, uh, being a little bit more discreet as they uh, head back to zone three. So you guys uh, proceed forward into the uh, entrance here of the, the spaceport, you know, starting to see the, the checkpoints and things that you'd recognize from the, your time out. Of course, uh, you know, it's a bit easier to come aboard, come onto the planet or the moon, I should say, uh, with uh, no cargo checkpoint went pretty easy but this time uh, you're bringing something back and you're met by the uh, checkpoint uh, guards you come to a gate and uh, you're stopped and the guards there uh, wave you down come over to the side of the transport hello there heading something out today indeed indeed some uh, fine fine speeder parts speeder parts where'd uh, where'd you pick them up from where are they going Sir, would you like me to repeat the entire invoice to this officer? I don't believe that would be necessary, but I'll, uh, officer, would you care to have uh, my droid here relay the uh, cargo manifest to you, itemized line by line, including all materials, gross weights, and purchased value? He just he scratches his uh, eyebrows, his uh, temples. In, of course. Uh, of, co- of course you do. Why am I even asking? 4D, start at the top, please. Alphab- alphabetical. Uh, yes, sir. Originally received. Now, now two- listen. <laughs> did, stop. Listen. All we need is a good visual inspection, and you can be on your way. So just uh, pop your hatch. We'll check it out. And as long as everything's good, you can carry on. Gestures over to his counterpart, who he- begins heading back to the back of the vehicle. I send a quick... Calm uh, tapping to Didesh, just kind of telling him that they're going to open up the rear compartment. Keep your eyes open. Kind of, yeah, like discreetly responds, copy that. <laughs> Unsure of how to take that. 
pair uh, of uh, checkpoint guards heads to the back of the vehicle and uh, climbs aboard. Data, as you see them uh, climb aboard and uh, begin uh, looking over the crates and whatnot of equipment. One of them pulls out uh, some kind of a scanning device and begins going through things. Data, as you eventually, you, you notice that at some point there's a, there's a couple points and, and gestures towards uh, some of the crates and things like that. A, a couple gestures towards the scanning device and whatnot. As they're going into scan, could I possibly get off my bike and, and kind of linger around the doorway where they went in? Just kind of putting, putting myself in between, you know? So as they turn to... Uh, as they turn to head off of the vehicle, uh, you're standing there. They give you eyes. Excuse me, are you uh, with this crew? Uh, we have some very questionable cargo here that uh, we're going to have to deal with. Is that so? And what would that be? We're picking up some uh, readings on our scanning equipment of some unauthorized weaponry. Well, that doesn't sound right at all. Can I see? No, you cannot. Are you the... Let me rephrase that. And they're going to take a step forward and attempt to grab the guard by the neck and put him against a wall. While not necessarily the, the most built Trandoshan, you're very uh, wise to, to the, the right points and positions to uh, grab onto an enemy to, to disable them or, or put them into a hold and whatnot. And you are able to, you quickly uh, reach out and grab the guard at the throat, shoving him up against the inside of the transport wall, cargo wall, uh, with a loud thud. Up inside the, the cab, uh, hell in 4D, you hear this, uh, this thud. Uh, and then a, you just hear some muffled but loud uh voices as well. The other guard, Daydesh, turns to you, pulls out a blaster, points it uh, into your back uh, as you are up again, holding this other guard against there. And now you have a blaster into your back, into your side. Just looks at you and says, you need to let him go and step away immediately, or this is going to get way worse than it probably already is. Hearing the, uh, the thud come from the, <laughs> the cargo area, of the transport, um, Kel's gonna just look over to 4D. Sounds like uh, Data is making friends back there. Hold on, and Kel will uh, exit the transport and kind of quickly walk back to the uh, the back of the transport to where the opening is and sort of I guess observe this situation, see uh, see what's going on back here. So watching Kel sort of exit the thing, I just sort of punch the the controls to shut the back door. I will say, I will say, as um, the guard points the gun at their back, they they're gonna they'll whip their head around and basically just say, "Do you want your friend here's throat to get ripped up? Then shut up." Kel, you step out of the cab and start walking uh, to the back, and you hear the sound of the the cargo door on the transport beginning to close uh, for some reason. Uh, and Daydash, you and then the other two, they kind of. The officers, at least, well, the one that's not um, restrained by your grasp right now, uh, does get their attention drawn towards the door as well as it comes down. And the light, the natural light from outside, there's no light inside the thing, uh, begins to dissipate as the door begins to close. Uh, Cal, you get around to the back just in time for that thing to shut. The guard with the gun to your back, Daydash, pushes it in even further and says... You all will be very sorry to act in any way against us custom agents here. You can take the best route and try and uh, smooth over the situation, or you could find yourselves uh, not going anywhere for the foreseeable future. Hell's just going to uh, walk up to the door on the back and sort of uh, knock on it a few times. You, uh, you fellas want to talk about this? They're just kind of snarling their teeth back at them. Not really like as Kel, as Kel makes his comment from outside, they're just staring at the guard behind them. Teeth kind of gnarling a bit. 
the guard behind you with the gun in your in your side uh, relaxes a little bit, then turns and addresses the voice from outside. Trying to t- tell your friend here that talking's a good idea. I think that's uh, certainly what we can do. Why don't you get this thing opened up and let's do just that and get your friend's scaly mitts off of my counterpart. Kel will open the door partially so it's a meter uh, up. So not enough that they can get out yet, but enough that uh, some light gets in and they can talk through it. Let's say, uh, I'm assuming uh, you've probably got your blasters out. Why don't you uh, put them down here on the ground so I can see them just uh, to make sure we don't have any uh, accidental blaster fire go off as I open the door the rest of this way. That would be a shame. You might want to take a look at the whole situation in here to see why those blaster rifles are out and ready. Oh, I uh, I can paint the mental picture. Didi there's got uh, quite the uh, persuasive touch. What can I say? I'm a charmer. Daydash, how about uh, you let the nice uh, nice man down from wherever you're holding him, I'm sure, in there, and uh, maybe we can talk this through with these uh, gentlemen. Daydash will relax the grip of um, their claw on their neck and just kind of drop them to the ground. But as they do so with their other arm, they swing their bowcaster a bit to just casually be pointing down at the guard that's on the ground now. The, the guard that you just released quickly... Inhale, exhales, uh, catching its breath uh, from its restricted uh, airways. Just looks up at you in frustration, uh, a little bit of fear, but a lot of frustration and anger. And uh, the other guard then pulls his blaster away from you and then just puts it down to his side. You can see that he's still holding it, but it's no longer uh, trained on you and says, uh, all right, are we ready to talk? Kel will uh, sort of put his head down to the gap and uh, same side. All clear to open that door here, Daydash? As long as neither of you are going to make any stupid decisions and they again kind of rock the bowcaster a bit. There's just no response from inside. They're good. All right. Doors opening up. I expect to see blasters and holsters. And uh, Kel hit the hit the button and let it open the rest of the way up. The door ticks up the rest of the way, uh, fully exposing the back end of the transport storage area. Uh, you see before you, Kel, Daydash weapon at her at uh, their side, and uh, on the ground, slumped against the wall, one of the guards who's getting back up to his feet, and then another guard who is holstering their rifle there. And then uh, that guard reaches up, wrist to to their uh, face, and says, we have a code 8 at checkpoint B. Puts his wrist down and just looks at you and says, we thought we'd bring a few more people out uh, for this conversation. You understand. 4D, you see some red, a pulsing red light before you at the checkpoint. And eventually, uh, a swarm of officers... Uh, start rushing out towards the uh, checkpoint area. 4D kind of clicks open his comlink and says, Captain, I'm feeling bad about this. This concludes tonight's episode of Vagrant Freighters. Tune in next time as our story continues on Dungeon Jedi Masters Theatre.